Welcome to the AMC Stock Story Podcast. I'm your host, Russell Corey, and this is not financial advice, and I am not a financial advisor. This is solely for entertainment purposes, as I talk about my experiences of investing in AMC stock and becoming an AMC ape. Episode 42, AMC Time. I want to start this uh, podcast with a special thank you to fellow ape, O.D., um, he, uh, he backed the VELF and, uh, so now we're, we're just $19 away from being a funded project on Kickstarter. So thank you, OD. And not only did he back it, he tweeted about backing it. So I really appreciate that. Um, OD's Twitter handle, uh, if you want to follow him is at O-D-I-I and then the numbers eight, six, and then the number three spelled out. So at O-D-I-I-8-6, and then T-H-R-E-E. And I believe he's in Florida, so thank you, O-D, for that. And appreciate you listening to the podcast and uh, helping me out on the VELF. And I can't wait to send you your VELF, and hopefully you'll enjoy using it. I'm really curious, once, you know, I send these out to people and, you know, people use them, you know, what's what's the feedback going to be like? Do people, you know, do they see it like I see it? Um, like, yeah, this makes sense. You know, this is, and honestly, this is how they, this is how they live and work on the space shuttle and are in the international, not the space shuttle, but the international space station. And they, they did it on the space shuttle too. They used Velcro because in space there's no gravity and things would just float away. And the way they would keep track of them is they'd put Velcro on stuff and they could, they had Velcro all over the place and they could just, you know, tack it down wherever they needed to go. Well, the reality is, even on Earth with gravity, things still get lost. They get pile, you know, clutter piles up, stuff's under the clutter, and you know, it's hard to find things sometimes. It's, they easily get lost, especially the little stuff. And what the VELF does, it keeps all this stuff elevated. It keeps it out of the clutter. You know where to look for it. It has its place. It's just a different way to think about things. And and that's not always easy. You know, it's funny, the movie, uh, The Founder, about McDonald's, you know, when when uh, Ray Kroc goes to investigate, you know, McDonald's and, like, why he's, you know, he's selling milkshake makers and this, this restaurant wants four of them. And he can't understand why would they need four milkshake makers. Most restaurants only have one. And he goes to the restaurant and, he, you know, he sees the way the – it's a whole uh, – McDonald's is a whole different way of going to a restaurant. You know, normally you would go to a restaurant, you'd sit down and you'd be served. And McDonald's, you you know, you walked up, they gave you the hamburgers in a bag. And Ray Kroc, you know, looks at the guy who gives him the hamburgers like, well, now what do I do? And he says, well, you, you know, you eat the burgers. And he says, you know, people can eat it in the car. Or they can, you know, go over there and eat it. And interesting thing. Um, when I when I watched soon after I watched that movie, I went to a, a McDonald's in Salem that had been closed for renovations, and when they opened it up, they had those kiosks, you know, that you order at the kiosk, the touchscreen kiosk. And I remember the first time going in and trying to order off the kiosk, and like, well, how do I do this? And it was just like the scene from the the, the movie, like, uh, how do I do this? And now it's pretty commonplace to, you know, order order like that in, in McDonald's. Anyway, we'll see. So thank you, OD, for, for supporting the VELF. A few days left on that. It is up still till Saturday, and we'll see. I think we're really close. I think it's probably going to get funded, but you never know. We still need, you know, maybe one or two people to jump in. We do have a, you know, an $8, um, 801 uh, AMC Ape special where you can get one VELF, 
and uh, there is shipping on that as well. But um, we'll see. Maybe I'll hook my AMC brothers, brother apes, fellow apes, brother and sister apes up. So thanks, thanks again, OD. I appreciate that. Um, so I called uh, you know this podcast AMC Time, and I was you know trying to think of it, and you know one one way to look at it is you know is this our time finally? Is it really? Are we on the verge of the MOAS? Maybe not this week. Who knows? Maybe, maybe it will be this week. Who knows? You know, I don't know. Nobody does. You know, there was a few news items this this weekend. Um, I guess Yahoo was reporting the the GME float at three times what it should be, and and also there was this was on like two other websites were reporting it this way. So uh, if they were all glitching, you know, <laughs> that was kind of you know odd that all three would be glitching. So that was interesting. There was some, you know, Reddit people, you know, showing that, you know, like, hey, this is, the, you know, they, sh- they showed the plan all along to naked short these companies. Um, so that came out. Um, so who knows uh, if there's going to be some momentum and, and maybe GameStop picks up. would be nice. It's funny when I bought, when I bought my GameStop shares a few, a uh, co- couple weeks ago, or whenever it was, it was basically I, I cashed out five AMC shares in order to buy one GameStop share. Now you know it's it's you know AMC's at fifty and GameStop's at it's at a uh, hundred and ninety a share. So they, it got kind of out of whack. That's why I went back and I changed it, and I I, I converted some of them back to just a, AMC shares. I just saw AMC becoming more. Um, Having more activity and moving up, and in GameStop being kind of stagnant and moving backward, so I, I I figured, well, let me change that. And of course, that could come back to bite me. You know, AM GameStop can have some pretty violent rips themselves, and you know this thing, you know, shoots up. I might re, you know regret not having the the extra GameStop shares there, but you never know. And and, and it's a small enough deal that it's not going to hurt me in the end that much. You know. It was just a, a gamble, a guess, and we'll see if it pays off. If it doesn't pay off, but uh, who knows? This week, I, you know, I don't know. It's funny. I, I was talking to my wife about it. And we were trying to predict what might happen, and I told her, I said, I feel like when I was in the '94 earthquake, and you realize you're not in control of your life, of standing up, and and that's when I realize now that I'm I'm not in control of this. That there's bigger forces at hand here. And I'm on board, and I'm going to get, you know, whatever the ground is going to do is what the ground is going to do, and it's going to shake and go up and down. And I just got to wait till the shaking, you know, stops. And hopefully I'm okay. So I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I don't know what's going to happen this week, and I don't, you know, I don't have predictions. Um, I I do watch Lou, you know, um, Lou versus Wall Street. I know he changed his his uh, YouTube channel. I still know him as Lou versus Wall Street. But he was he was he he was talking to his you know friends and whether you believe Lou or not. And and I you know I believe that could go both ways. But he said he was talking to his friends uh, that he knows in the industry, and they're basically saying, hey, if if AMC can get up, you know, ninety to one hundred and thirty five dollars, that might be enough. To get these hedge funds to finally start covering, so we'll see. That'd be nice if we can get up there this week, maybe, and we'll find out. 
I don't know. You know, I, I the other thing I thought was kind of funny that I guess there's some Treasury officials that, for ethical reasons, they're going to sell their stocks um, before October 1st. And then on talk, October 1st, that's when I think the banks have to have like a trillion dollars on hand in order to withstand a recession um, and still be able to, you know, operate. So there's there's a little, you know, tin hat wearing part of me that says, well, if these officials just upright sold all their stock, right, that would seem a little suspicious. But all of a sudden, if there was some kind of ethical ruling that they had to sell their stocks, like, hey, you know, my hands are tied. I oh, I hate to sell them. Oh, I hate to sell them with this market. But OK, for ethical purposes, I'm going to sell all my stock. And then a few days later, the stock market crashes. Wow, that worked out nice for them, right? I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but that was kind of curious. Um, and that's what they say. They say if the market crashes, that AMC, that's actually good for AMC because we're guaranteed buyers. And also, that you know, these hedge funds that have probably all these other holdings, if all of a sudden those the value of those holdings goes down dramatically, now they don't have the um, the collateral maybe to you know keep up with their their short bets on AMC and GameStop, and then they they get margin called and they have to cover. And uh, who knows after that? So you know a lot of exciting things potentially happening, but I have to admit I'm nervous. Um, the other reason I called this episode time was uh, because I I think of. You know, I, I think forward you know, to, into the future and like, let's say this does happen, right? And you get your money and, you know, what's what did Biggie, the rapper Biggie say, you know, more money, more problems that you, you think, wow, we're going to be all be super rich and life's going to be great. And the reality is, you know, problems could still come up at that point. And uh, that's the other thing I wonder about. I was watching... Uh, one video and they were talking about getting ready for it and all the people you need to hire, you know, an accountant, a, um, what were they saying? You know, like a, a, you know, an accountant, a financial planner, all, you know, all these different things. And uh, here it was, it was an accountant, a tax attorney, a financial advisor. And I always get nervous, you know, with these kind of people, like could they, I know if you don't, you know, you have to be careful what you sign, you make sure you don't give them power of attorney and they, they can, have control over your money, and then next thing you know, your guys in the you know Cayman Islands on uh, a permanent vacation with your money. You know that's the kind of scary stuff that makes me nervous. That I want to just like say, hey, I just want to put this in my <laughs> checking or whatever, and um, you know I'll be fine, or just keep it in cash somewhere, you know, in a you know bank and nothing fancy. You know I'm I'm good. I don't need all this other investments and everything. Um, I just get a little nervous with all that stuff, but you know. It's true, you know. You make a lot of money. You got to be careful, and um, so who knows? You know, I wonder if we'll look back in time when we didn't have all this money, and you think, well, were we happier? You know, I, I don't know about that. I think I'll take my chances with the money, but you never know. I have children. How how is it going to impact my children? You know, I want to make. I want what's best for them. And, you know, God help me if I, you know, look back and say maybe it wasn't the best thing to have, you know, all this money around them. But then again, that's not, 
uh, it's not mutually exclusive that you can't have good children and a lot of money. You know, it's you can you can have both. So we'll see. Um, I want to talk about a couple movies that make me think about time. Uh, one of them I watched um, over the past couple of days this weekend was Once Upon a Time in America. Old, uh, I think it came out in '84, maybe. Um, Robert De Niro, James Woods, and they're um, they're gangsters at the you know in the nineteen uh, hundred or the turn of the century and in the in the nineteen twenties during Prohibition. They um, and it the story follows them when they're kids and then when they're adults and then you know. Excuse me. Also, when they're very, you know, much older, you know, it takes place like around 1900. I don't know. I'm assuming it's 1900, then the 1920s, and then it, you know, part of it takes place in 1968 as well, when they're much older men. And it's interesting watching the movie now because I started watching it when I was in high school, so I related back then to the younger um, characters, you know, when they were kids. And I would think about my friends and, you know, what it would, what, what it's going to be like to grow up and looking back on it. And then as we got older, you know, I sort of looked at the, you know, the older, the adults version of the gangsters and, you know, my relationship with my friends and, and what have you. And now, you know, I, I watch the film, you know, in my early 50s and I relate to the, the older, you know, the 1968, you know, people. Um, and I, I relate to them now. So it's been funny watching that movie over the years. A great film, if you, you ever get a chance. Very long, though. It's a long film. Uh, but but it's good. But one of my favorite scenes is when the kids, they're, when they're kids, they want to go to work for, um, you know, these bootleggers. And part of the problem is when they're, they're this takes place in New York, and I guess when they're on the river, um, they have sometimes they get, you know, caught, and they have to throw the booze overboard, and they lose all the booze, right? And the kids show them this device. It... You know, on one end is a is a big, you know, kind of balloon, you know, flotational um, buoy, and then there's the booze in a in a net attached to that buoy, and then at the bottom is a big bag of salt. And the the kids tell the you know gangsters, so when you throw it over, if you have to throw it overboard, you know, the salt is going to drag it all the way down to the bottom, but eventually the salt is going to dissolve, and when it dissolves, it's going to come back up. The, the buoy will bring it back to the surface. So there's a scene where they're waiting in the river for one of these loads that got thrown overboard, and all of a sudden the, the balloons start popping up to the surface, and they get paid a lot of money for saving this, this shipment for the uh, for the gangsters. But just that scene, I love the scene of the these buoys, you know, all coming up to the surface, and it made me think about, you know, our AMC shares. We're all just kind of waiting, <laughs> waiting for the MOAS. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're going to see that, you know, those first rips where it goes up, you know, two, three bucks, you know, within seconds. And you're going to go, is this it? Is this it? This is the start. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's going to be going. And maybe that's it. Who knows if it's just, you know, one hedge fund covering. So it goes up a nice bit, but not all the way to what we want it to go to, or whether that's enough to just get it started, that once one goes, they're all going to go. So we don't know, but that that scene I remember. Um, and then, you know, it's funny, I was making deliveries today, doing my Instacart, I was driving around, and I drove by this old, uh, you know, movie theater, small movie theater, and I guess they play old movies. And on the marquee, one of the movies they were playing was Back to the Future. And... 
Um, I didn't go see it. I, I saw it not too long ago. I think it was 2015, October 2015, when in the um, the fu- you know in the future they have the one where they they actually go to 2015, October 2015, and they had the movies back in the theater. So I, I went back and and saw the movies then. Um, so I, you know, it wasn't that long ago that I saw it in the movie theater. I thought about it. I thought about maybe taking my son tonight, but I just there wasn't going to be enough time, and you know I was working. But that's another movie about time that really gave me an understanding of you know there's a future, and it's you know it's it's good to live in the present, right? But know that you're going to have a future one day, and you're also going to have a past. That right now, you know, this is the past. And this is going to sound a little crazy. Obviously, we don't have time machines, right? But I was with my wife one night, and you know, we're getting ready to start our family, and it was just the two of us, and you know, we're just you know sitting in bed, and it was you know super quiet because it's just us. And I was telling my wife, and I was like, I know we want to start a family, and we're going to love our kids, but I have to imagine there's going to be times where it's going to be crazy and chaotic and loud. And there's going to be a little part of us that says, you know, remember when it was just the two of us, it was nice and quiet, and we could just kind of sit in bed. And I told her, I said, you know what, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to create a marker here, right? And we're just going to totally absorb this moment, look around, take it all in. What's on the walls? What, what, you know, look around you. Just absorb everything about this moment. And whenever things get a little crazy, a little chaotic, Come back to this moment, you know, and you're here. You're going to come back to this moment. In fact, we're here right now. And it was just like we were coming back from the future to be in that moment. And there are times when I can still sit there and I see the room. I'm in the bed and I'm there. And it's just creating this marker where you're just completely conscious of where you are and knowing that there'll be a time when you can look back on this moment. And, you know, I wonder, you know, I, I think about that now, that whatever's going to happen with the MOAS, and hopefully, yes, it rips, we get our money, and our lives are changed. And just take a moment before it happens to just kind of look around you and think about what life was like. You know, maybe you were sweating your bills. You know, there may be a time where you think about, oh, my God. You know, a bill the coming in, you know, whether it was a credit card or electric or car payment. And, you you know, you kind of sweated those things like, oh, here come the bills. And you had to plan for them, make sure you had money in your account. And now you don't have to worry about stuff like that. It's like, I don't care. Pay it, pay it, whatever. Pay ahead. I don't care. Think about that, you know. You may look back on this time, maybe, you know, with fond memories or not so fond memories of simpler times. But take a moment as we wait for the MOS to happen, really take in your environment and where you're at and, um, you know, just absorb it because there may be a time (laughs) where things get too crazy where you might want to think back to simpler times. Or think ahead. Think about a moment that you want to have, a place you want to be at, and... Imagine yourself there. The MOAS has happened. You've got your money. You've made your plays. You you did your exit strategy, and you're happy. It may not have been perfect, but you're happy with what you got. And you go to that place that you saw. You know, you just visualize yourself somewhere. And it's like you're going to the future. And that's that 
before the Moas, when you were just dreaming about this moment? What am I going to do? Am I going to go somewhere? Am I going to eat something to celebrate or get a drink? Or am I going to be at a beach? You know, is it a view that I want? And, and picture yourself finally there and say, I saw this moment and, you know, it's, it's finally happening. But time's a funny thing, you know, and it's, it's crazy how fast, you know, time goes by. And now what's interesting to me, certainly with computers and your, your um, social media, it's always bringing you back, hey, remember this moment from six years ago? And I'll, I'll see these moments, especially with my kids. God, they're just so little. And, you know, they're so much bigger now. And you realize that time is, is going away and moving on. Um, but anyway, well, hopefully we'll have a good time when the MOAS happens. I got to admit, I'm a little nervous about it, you know, and what's going to happen. I mean, think about like, I don't know, like a huge Black Friday sale, right? The world's biggest store. And there's all these different places you want to go and get your deals. And there's, you know, 4 million other people getting ready to, you know, go in this store with you. <laughs> and you all know, like, listen, if we go in there stampeding like a bunch of crazed cattle, it's going to blow this thing, right? Nobody's going to get what they want. It's going to be a miserable experience. And uh, it just it won't work out for anybody. But if we take our time, if we're organized, if we're orderly, and you go in there and... Um, People hold, the price goes up to that life-changing money, and everybody, you know, is able to get their tendies. Um, you know, it, it. I don't know. But it's a little scary. You know, human beings are human beings. And my gosh, have you ever been in a, you know, a crowded, you know, parking lot, it, you know, on the weekend or Sunday or Christmas time, where every every parking space is precious and people are just stalking up and down the, you know, the parking lot aisles and just waiting and they got their blinkers on and they're waiting for people to pull out and the people behind them are getting antsy and they're honking their horns. You know, humans are humans. And we'll see what it's like when it finally um, starts happening. Right now, uh, the um, pre-market has just started and uh, AMC's at uh, 50.81. Not bad. It's gone up a little bit. And and JME has gone up about three dollars to one ninety three, so they're off to a decent start. So that's good, and we'll see if they can maintain it throughout the day and uh, grow. And who knows, you know, maybe maybe the MOAS will happen this week, and maybe that will be the next episode of the AMC podcast. <laughs>